Luke chapter 17 this morning. Luke chapter 17. I'm going to get into the Word of God. In Luke chapter 17, there is recorded for us here one of the 40 miracles of Christ. It's known as the cleansing of the ten lepers. You know, this is the uh, weekend before Thanksgiving, time we've set aside to give thanks and recognize God for His bountiful blessings on us as individuals and us as a country. Do you know, many times, fullness leads to forgetfulness. When we're really full, nothing looks good. Come Thursday afternoon, Thursday evening, there is going to be a plethora of leftovers. (laughs) Many different options that you could partake of. But because you're so full, there is very little that looks appetizing, even though it was very delicious. Far too often in our lives, especially in this country, because we are so richly blessed, fullness has led the believer to be forgetful. The blessings of God are so abundant that we've come to the place where we expect them instead of appreciate them. I would like to speak to you this morning for a couple of minutes on the idea of abandoned appreciation. Abandoned appreciation. We see that take place in our text here. What happens when we get so full, when we get so used to, we get to the place where we expect God's bountiful blessings instead of appreciate them. It's almost like the guy who lives at the foot of the Rocky Mountains And he can no longer appreciate the beauty of the snow-capped peaks. Or the lady who lives next to the ocean and she no longer can hear the calming waves, the surf coming in and out. She no longer appreciates the beauty of the sunset across the vast open water because it's there all the time. Well, Christ lays out for us in this passage of Scripture a great contrast between the thankful heart and those that abandoned their appreciation. Now, you know, normally I have five, normally I have three points. This morning I have five points. Just giving you a warning. (laughs) But they're not very long. They're they're pretty short. We're going to go through them quick. So just letting you know there's five. We're going to, move, we're going to move, move right along. But we're just going to walk through the text. And I want you to see the truths that are presented here. Learn from the word of God and be challenged with regards to the heart of appreciation and gratitude that we as God's people should have. First of all, would you note with me the compassion of the Savior. Beginning in verse number 11. We'll read this story, but I'm just going to go through it as we teach it. For the sake of time, but we'll read verse number 11 and verse number 12. He says, And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. Notice here the path 
that he took brought him into contact with the Samaritans. That is notable because the Jews had a normal path that they would take when they were traveling that region and they would do all they could to avoid the Samaritans. Can I tell you this morning that there is no place in the house of God for any type of prejudices. There is no place in God's family for you to have a personal preference or people that you want to avoid or somebody you don't appreciate as much as somebody else. I want you to, we're going to be like Christ. God, Christ loved all people. He loved all men. And I, I love it that Hunt Valley Baptist Church is a very diverse church. We have people here from many different cultures. And I think that's a lot like heaven. Heaven's going to be that way. We're all going to be there together. And I'm excited that as a church, we get to gather together each and every Sunday with people from many different cultures. And that's a joy that we have as a church family. But we've got to guard against it in today's society and be careful that we don't let that creep in. We see the compassion of our Savior. He loved all people. And he went out of his way to minister to and to be available to all people. didn't matter who they were or where they came from or what their background was. He was not a respecter of persons. I'm glad this morning that although the Jews were his people, that Jesus sent the gospel to the Gentiles. I'm glad this morning that I know that I'm on my way to heaven because I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ and that he came not just for the Jews, but for the whole world. God so loved the world. Amen. God loved the world. These men had a problem that was serious. Leprosy is especially, it's still a serious problem today, but not near like it was back then. Leprosy was certainly, ultimately a death sentence, an excruciating, painful, long and drawn out process through which their life would slowly be eaten away. It's notable that Luke, a doctor by trade, is the only one of the four Gospels that records this miracle for us. I think Luke, having exposure to this maybe all through his life, understood how great of a miracle this was, realized how important it was for these men to have been healed by Christ. And he took time to mark it down for us. This was serious. They stood afar off. This was not something necessarily that they wanted to do. It was something that was required of them in the law. They had to stand afar off, and if people began to approach them, they would have to declare, unclean, unclean. They would have to tell people that they were unclean, signifying that they were sick with leprosy because it was a highly contagious disease. And people could get leprosy from them. They were separated ostracized and left alone. Do you know oftentimes men whose lives have been ruined by sin, they too stand afar off. When they bear in their body the marks and the pain that sin has brought, Satan puts upon them a level of guilt Satan comes to them and says, you're not worthy that you don't, you don't deserve or, oh, God wouldn't do that for you. Satan comes and tries to make them feel as though they don't deserve any love or compassion or concern. And so because of that, many times people that have borne that, uh, the destructive nature of sin, they too stand afar off. 
They just don't feel like they're really part of the crowd. Hunt Valley Baptist Church, God loved the sinner. We need to love sinners. God, give us grace and give us compassion for all men. Otherwise, how are they going to find Christ? How will they be brought to the master? But by the grace of God, it was any one of us. Oh, how foolish to be pharisaical and proud and puffed up. Because God and his mercy spared you from going through something like that. Rescue the perishing, care for the dying. That's what we're to do because that's what Christ did. These men, they lifted up their voice and they cried. You know, God's always listening for the cry of the sick. We see their cry in verse number 13. The cry of the sick says, and they lifted up their voice and they said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. You see, their prayer was sincere. They called out to the one whom they had heard about, the one whom they had uh, through the grapevine, as it were, through the little, uh, I don't know, back road alleys, people telling stories here and there. They heard about this one man called Jesus who could heal men of their leprosy, who could give blind men their sight, who could make lame men to walk, but most of all, he could give men eternal life through his shed blood. They had heard the stories and so they called to him and they said, Master, have mercy on us. They lifted up their voices. They weren't calm and quiet. They weren't kind of hiding off by the edge and trying to do it discreetly. They didn't mind drawing attention to themselves. Their need was great. You know, when people see how great their need is, they're not real concerned with uh, getting, uh, whether they draw attention to themselves or not. Sometimes we here at Hunt Valley Baptist Church, like at the conclusion of the message today, I'll ask you, if you don't know for sure that you're on your way to heaven, you've got an opportunity to be forgiven, to have your sins forgiven by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And if you don't know how to do that, we want to take a Bible and show you how you can do that. And I'll say, would you come down here? And you know Satan many times will keep people in their seat because they're afraid to come down to the front just to meet and talk to somebody. What's amazing is the problem is they don't know how serious their problem is. These men, they didn't care who saw. They didn't care who heard. They said, Master, have mercy on us. They called out because they recognized the urgency and the magnitude of their problem. It didn't matter that they were required to be a long ways from others. They wanted to see and hear from the master. They knew that outside of a miracle, they had no chance. They had no chance. They were all companions in their suffering. They all had it. Can I tell you that Every man, woman, boy, and girl who's ever been born since Adam till now has been born with a sin problem. It's a common problem. We all have it. And outside of a miracle, 
That is the accepting of Jesus' shed blood on the cross for your sins. It's a death sentence. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and so death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. And there's no way we can take care of our sin problem ourselves, but Jesus Christ wants to take care of it for us. We have this same problem, but we can call on the same master. I want you to see, thirdly here, the cure for the submitted. In verse number 14, do you see verse 14 in the scriptures there? Say amen. He says, and when he saw them, he said unto them, go show yourself to the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. You see, they had to practice obedience. They had to do what the master said. Christ looked at them and said, hey, okay, go show yourself to the master. They, I mean, go show yourself to the priest. You see, the priest is who had to declare them clean. He said, go show yourself to the priest. They, they weren't clean yet. They didn't, you know, Jesus didn't come up to them and there's no kids on the front row. He didn't come up to them and go, healed. He said, go show yourself to the priest. And the guys looked down and, but I'm still a leper. Why would I go show, wait, wait, master, wait. Uh, I, I still have leprosy here. Wait, wait, where are you going? No, you see, the Bible says, he said, go show themselves, go show yourself to the priest. And they went. But what does it say there? It says, as they went, and it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. You see, the obedience, which is literally faith in action, you see, they went to go, they're supposed to go show themselves to the priest because the priest is who declares them clean. Here they've got leprosy all over them. But they said, you know what? He said, go show ourselves to the priest. The priest is going to declare us clean. So they started going. And as they went, they were cleansed. By the time they got over here to the priest to show the priest their arms and their head and their feet and wherever their skin was exposed with that leprosy, they were ready, they were clean, and the priest could declare them cleansed. They had to practice submission. They had to do what Christ said to do. It's amazing that 10 out of 10 were healed. You know, anyone that comes to Christ can be healed. All that the Father giveth me shall come unto me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Anyone that comes to Christ can be healed. Anybody that he has never turned one away. The cure is there. It's available to any who would want to submit. He says, call on me. He said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
All you have to do is obey what he says. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. The world has a lot of ideas about how to be cleansed of their sin, about how to live a good life or do these good things. But Christ says, neither is there salvation in any other, for there's none other name under heaven given among men, whereby ye must be saved. It is only through Jesus Christ. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. It is through Jesus. It doesn't matter what somebody thinks or feels or what somebody else wants to do. The word of God that was given to us from God tells us the way to God is through Jesus Christ. And anybody that would just simply be obedient to what God said, put your faith and trust in him and him alone, you can be cleansed of your sin today. And if you've done that sometime in the past, you are already cleansed, amen? That's the glory of it. The cure was there. It was available to any who had submitted. Now I want you to see, and I like this point. I told you we were going to move quick. Number four, the celebration of the Samaritan. Hallelujah. The celebration of, I mean, this is something we're celebrating. Hallelujah. He was cleansed of his leprosy. Look at verse number 15. Verse 15 and 16, he says, And one of them, when he saw that he was healed turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down at his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. This one guy was, you know, he was here, he had leprosy, along with all 10 of them. He turned with all 10 of them and they began going to the priest to be presented, to be declared clean. And this man saw that his leprosy was gone. And, and he just couldn't take it. He couldn't hold it anymore. He just had to turn back to the master and he had to say, thank you. I once was dirty, but now I'm clean. I once had leprosy, but now I have been healed. Thank you. And he fell at his feet and he honored and he glorified and he praised the master. He lifted up his voice. He was healed. His joy filled his heart and he couldn't hold it in. Boy, that excitement of a young Christian is, is just, it's contagious. How many of you guys miss having Bo around? <laughs> he's in Bible college right now. Praise the Lord, he's studying, hallelujah. But boy, man, he was excited about God. Excited about learning. Texting me deep theological questions 11 and 12 o'clock at night. <laughs> I'm like, Bo, I'll answer you tomorrow. <laughs> It's going to take a minute for me to study that out. Uh, I didn't write my doctoral thesis on that topic, you know. Uh, But let let me get back to you on that. But he was excited. He was digging in. He would love the Lord. Listen, some of you have been saved a long time. You may be cold and wet and dried up. I don't know. But don't throw cold water on the young guys. If there's somebody excited about God, let them be excited. If there's somebody just thrilled about being a witness, hey, I gave out a gospel track. Don't look at him and say, why would you do that? Say, hallelujah, don't throw cold water on anybody that's on fire for God. We need more people excited about the Lord, not less. This man was excited. He turned back. He was celebrating. He glorified God. He recognized that it was all God. It was everything in him and nothing in himself. There's nothing he could have done without Jesus Christ. He humbled himself. He fell on his face. You see, in the Old Testament, you were declared clean by presenting yourself to the priest Well, this man turned around and presented himself to the high priest, Jesus Christ. And not only was he made clean, 
but he was made whole. Look at verse number 19. He says in verse number 19, we're going to do 17 and 18 in just a second. That's point five. But verse 19 here he says, And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. So not only was he made clean, but he was made whole. His sins were forgiven. His eternity was changed from an eternity in hell to an eternity in heaven. God cleansed this old body, but he also cleansed his soul. A far greater value. For what shall it profit a man if he should gain the whole world and lose his own soul? The other nine, they gained a clean body, but they didn't gain a clean soul. They weren't made whole. They didn't turn and recognize Jesus for who he was. He accepted the sacrifice. That's all that's necessary for you today is accept the sacrifice that Christ made on the cross for you. You know, this picture could be one of just the idea of you can clean up your life, but that's not what takes you to heaven. These guys were made clean on the outside, and you could clean up your life, you could turn over a new leaf, you can start doing some good things, and those are all admirable and worthy of praise. But they won't take you to heaven. They don't cover or wash away your sin. Whatever sins you've committed in the past or sins you might commit between now and the day you die, it doesn't wash it away or cover it. Only the shed blood of Jesus Christ does that. And this man turned back to Christ and recognized who he was. And the scripture says that he was made whole. But I want you to see, lastly this morning, the condemnation of the scrubbed. Isn't that fun? That's a fun outline. The condemnation of the scrubbed. <laughs> scrubbed, cleaned. You know, like scrub, scrub something up. <laughs> they, were, they were cleaned up on the outside. It's, it's okay to have fun in church. It's all right to have a good time. So these guys got cleaned up, but the master condemns them. Look at these verses we haven't yet to read, verse 17 and 18. He says, And Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? They are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. You see, Christ asked a powerful question here. Where are the nine? You see, these men had faith to pray, but didn't take time to praise. The situation is many times we're caught up in the miracle and we forget about the master. And these men abandoned their appreciation. They left off the appreciation they should have had for what the master did for them. It's not as though they didn't know what happened. 
surely they knew what happened. I mean, you can see them there, maybe on the road to Jerusalem underneath the fig tree. You can see them talking amongst themselves like, man, did you look at this, look at this. I had a, a hole right here in my arm. The leprosy had eaten a hole all the way down inside my arm, and, it, and it's gone. It's gone. And the other guy looks, and he says, wait, wait, no, look, my, is, my, is my nose there? My nose, it, it was gone. My nose was eaten off, and it's back. I'm, wait, I can smell. I can smell right now. I, boy, I smell. <laughs> uh, I need, I need a shower. I mean, you can see him talking about the miracle and how amazing it was. And look at, I can walk. I, I used to be uh, crippled and could hardly get around. But look, look at, I, I can walk. Oh, man, this is amazing. Look at the miracle and what God did. This is so just, oh, wow, this is amazing. They were caught up in the miracle, but they forgot to go back and show appreciation to the master. And I wonder how many times you and I, we live our lives and we are given fullness upon fullness, blessing after blessing after blessing. And many times we're caught up in the miracle. You, some of you have a miracle sitting out here in this parking lot. You drove, drove it in here today and you look at it and say, wow, look at what God gave me. And if you're not careful, you'll be impressed by the miracle and forget about the master. He's the one that provides. He's the one that makes it work. He's the one that sees us through. He's the one that heals the sick and gives uh, sight to the blind and gets, allows the lame to walk. The master is the one, and we need to show our appreciation, not be like these nine who abandoned the appreciation they should have given to the master. I wonder how often or how out of proportion our prayers are to our praise. I know that we call. And he said, call on me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things thou knowest not. And we call on God and we should. He says, come boldly to the throne of grace. We should call. We're real good at calling him. Master, have mercy on us. But how out of proportion is our praise compared to our prayer. If there was ever a cause for gratitude, it would be these men that were healed of their leprosy. It would be the sinner whose sins were forgiven. It would be the Christian whose life is sustained through Jesus Christ and beloved unto whom much is given, much is required. I wonder how many times the Lord has looked around for Caleb and said, where's, where's Caleb? Is he not here to show appreciation? Did he abandon his appreciation again? You see, beloved, as we come into this week of Thanksgiving, Let's not forget about the master. Let's not abandon the needed appreciation that we should have, that we should show for all that's done for us each and every day.